Paranorm podcast contains content that might not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is Paranorm Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Paranorm, the podcast where we chat all things true crime and paranormal. I'm Emily. I'm Sierra. And this week we are discussing some crazy shit because why not? Why? Um, but prefer, but but first, but first? first, okay. Um, we're just com- combining all of the words today. Okay. It is one o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm not fully here. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, how are we? If that does not really just laminate how I am, um, yeah. Sierra, talk so I don't have to. Okay, well, um, I feel like I'm doing fine. Um, I have a lot to do this weekend, though. Yeah, you do. So there is that. But other than that, yeah, not, I mean, <laughs> I don't, like, my kids were crazy, and I got a crazy email from a parent that I had to, like, follow up on, so things like that, but, um, I mean, not any crazy. Can we just go back to vacation? Than you would assume it would be, but yeah, really. Right. We had a wonderful time in the mountains. It was amazing. It was a good birthday, mm-hmm. um, but it was a lot of fun, and I start work on Monday. Um, I'm sorry. Are you? Yeah. So... It's going to be an interesting week. Yeah, everybody's going to be back to regularly scheduled programs. Yep. I have to go get my car fixed because my brother hit it. (sighs) Brothers. If anybody wants one, he's six foot, very skinny, and a complete smartass. So, he's available. He does have good qualities, just not all of them. He can't hit a car to save his life. If you're going to hit the fucking car, hit the frame. Total that bitch. <laughs> um, there is that. There is that. And if that wasn't just like the topping, like the, the icing on the cake, um, I had like some serious note block today. Like I could not figure out what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had notes, like I had other notes from like, oh, maybe I'll do this one at one point in time. Mm-hmm. But then I just could not decide um, cause I was going to do my notes yesterday, as you know, mm-hmm. and then I was just like, God, this computer screen, <laughs> I don't want to stare at the you The bane right of now. your existence. Yeah. I don't want to stare at you right now. Um, but this week we are discussing the Winchester mystery house. Okay. Have you heard of it? No. No. Okay. It's, it's pretty, it's a pretty big deal. Okay. Um, it's like one of the most haunted places in the United States. Oh. Yeah. The, All right. Winchester Mystery House is a mansion in San Jose, California, that was once a personal residence of Sarah Winchester, the widow of the firearms magnate William Wirt Winchester. Gotcha. Um, it is located at 525 South Winchester Boulevard because the, ma- the road is named after it. Okay. Um, it is... Uh, a giant Queen Anne-style Victorian mansion, and it's like, it's known for its size. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a it's a big, a big bitch. Yeah. And then just, like, the absolute lack of any master building plan, and we will get into it. <laughs> um, designated California Historical Landmark and mm-hmm. is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Okay. Um, it is privately owned, which I'll, like, get into in a moment, or, like, at the very end. Um 
But before we get into the house, let's talk about Miss Sarah Winchester. Okay. She was born the daughter of Leonard Paradis and his wife, Sarah W., in the summer of 1839 in New Haven, Connecticut. Mm. On September 30th, 1862, in New Haven, Sarah married William Winchester, Mm -hmm. the only son of Oliver Winchester and the owner of Winchester Repeating Arms Company. Okay. You know, no big deal. Yeah. Not like one of the biggest gun companies in the entire country or anything. The the gun that won the West as is like <laughs> what that like in every it's newspaper. Like there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Sarah and William had one daughter, Annie, who was born on June fifteenth, eighteen sixty six, and died on July twenty fifth, eighteen sixty six, of um marasmus. Uh-huh. Sounds like an old timey disease. I never I never heard of it. Sounds like an old timey disease, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, like dysentery. <laughs> yeah. Marasmus. Marasmus. Sounds she, like something from the Bible for sure. It basically, she, she died of Marasmus mm-hmm. and she was like less than a month old. Um, in the span of one year, she has lost her mother, her father-in-law, and finally her husband, William, um, to tuberculosis. Oh man. Um, in 1886, she purchased a small two-story farmhouse and ranch in San Jose, California. The property was called La Nada Villa, and it would later become known as the Winchester Mystery House. Mm-hmm. After her husband's death from tuberculosis in 1881, Sarah Winchester, Sarah Winchester inherited more than $20.5 million, which wow. in today's money is $550 million. Holy cow. Making her the richest woman in the United States at the time. Yeah. Um, she also received nearly 50% ownership of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, giving her an income of roughly $1,000 per day, um, an equivalent to $27,000 a day in 2020. Wow. Is that not insane? That is insane. These inheritances gave her a tremendous amount of wealth, which she used to fund her ongoing construction of mm-hmm. the home. So after her daughter died, um, it's... It's basically like Sarah lost her shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you lose that many people that quickly together. Including your child. And then your husband. Um, she was like, I, I just, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So the reason she went to San Jose is because a Boston medium told her while supposedly channeling her late husband mm-hmm. that she should leave her home in New, ha- New Haven and travel west where she most must continuously build a home for herself and the spirits of people who have fallen victim to the Winchester rifles. Okay, no. (laughs) Mm -mm. What don't you tell a grieving woman? Um, Winchester left New Haven, as we know, and headed for California, San Jose to be exact. Um, Although it's possible that she was simply seeking seeking like a change in location Mm -hmm. and like a hobby during her lengthy depression, other sources say that Winchester came to believe her family and fortune were haunted by ghosts and that the that only by moving west and continuously building a house to hide from the spirits that fell to the firearms of her late husband would protect herself from being killed. So you're gonna house the ghosts yeah. of the people who died by the guns that your husband made. Yeah. And expect them not to kill you. Yeah. Basically, the medium said, stop and you will die. Sounds like start and you will die. Basically, yes. But okay. 
What do I know? Mm-hmm. So this little farmhouse, this unfinished farmhouse in San Jose, um, she purchased it, began building it. Carpenters were hired and worked on the house day and night until it became a seven-story mansion. She did not use an architect and added on to the building using like haphazard fashion. So the home contains numerous oddities, which I cannot wait to tell you. Oh my God. There's like a whole <laughs> list that I need to go over here in okay. a moment. Um, like th- this is just a little bit, but I'll get into like the exact details in a moment. Um, doors that open to nothing, mm-hmm. stairs that go to nowhere, windows overlooking other rooms, um, stairs with like odd sized risers. Mm-hmm. Um, many accounts attribute these oddities to her belief in ghosts. Um, environmental psychologists have theorized that in the odd layout itself contributes to the feeling of the house being haunted. Mm. Um, before the 1906 earthquake, it was seven stories. However, when the quake struck, it caused three of the floors um, to cave in. Mm-hmm. Um, a 1900 postcard of the place shows that the tower that was later toppled by the natural disaster, um, which it was really pretty, mm-hmm. um, the tower plus several other rooms were destroyed in the disaster, were never rebuilt, but like cornered off. Mm-hmm. Um, as for Sarah, she was safe, but was stuck in the daisy bedroom named for the floor motif on its windows. She had been, she had to be dug out by her staff. Wow. as its entrance was blocked by rebels. Um, mm. Today, it's only four stories high. The house is predominantly made of redwood, as Miss Winchester preferred wood. However, she disliked the look of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. She therefore demanded that faux grain and stain be applied. So you like the wood, but you don't like the wood. Yeah, so this is why almost all of the wood in the home is covered. So approximately 20 thousand gallons of paint were required to paint the house wow uh the home itself is built using floating foundation that is believed to have saved it um, from like total collapse Mm -hmm. during the earthquake in 1906 and then another earthquake in 1989 this type of construction allows the home to like shift Mm, which okay. is very interesting um, to yeah. think about and to think that they had were already doing that when she was building it mm-hmm that they had that figured out so you know how i told you i'd get into the rooms and shit mm-hmm. here we go there are roughly 161 rooms including oh 40 bedrooms mm-hmm. two ballrooms one completed and one unfinished as well as 47 fireplaces over 10,000 panes of glass 17 chimneys with evidence of two others mm-hmm. two basement levels and three elevators um And there's like a couple other things that I'll mention in in Mm -hmm. a little bit. But Winchester's property was about 162 acres at one time, but the estate has since been reduced to four and a half, uh, the minimum necessary to contain the house and nearby outbuildings. It has gold and silver chandeliers, hand inlaid parquet flooring and trim, and a vast array of colors and materials. Winchester's debilitating arthritis was like, essential to like her having like the elevators and shit Mm -hmm. this allowed her to move around the home freely as she was only able to raise each foot like a few inches oh wow which is so crazy um there was only one working toilet what 
Yeah. You got 47 yeah. rooms and only one working toilet. Yeah. It has been said that all other restrooms were decoys to confuse spirits and that this is also the reason why she slept in different rooms each night. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. The home's conveniences were rare at the time of its constructions. These included steam and forced air heating, modern indoor toilets, only one of which worked, apparently. I mean, <laughs> I guess there's only one person, so you really only need one. True. Um, and plumbing, push-button gas lights, and Miss Westchester's personal and only hot shower from indoor plumbing. Uh, there was also three elevators, including an Otis Electric and one which was powered by, like, a hydraulic elevator mm-hmm. thing. There was also a shit ton of stained glass. Um, many of the pieces were, co- like, created by the Pacific American Decorative Company, which is just so, so pretty. <laughs> I could literally just stare at stained glass for hours. It's yeah. so cool. Yes. Um some were designed specifically for her and others by her, including a spider web window that featured her favorite web design and a repetition number of 13, um, which is like her favorite fucking number. Mm. Uh, this window was never installed, but exists in the so-called $25,000 storage room. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, the stuff that she would have put in there, but never yes. did. Yes. Um, and that's because the it's like appraised, original pra- appraised value mm. is like $25,000. Um but like that was at one point in time so around today's money it'd be like $400,000 just sitting in a storage room what <laughs> so a second window was designed by Tiffany himself you know Tiffany and co mm-hmm. no big deal um so that when sunlight strikes it like the prismatic crystals cast a rainbow across the room mm-hmm. that's who thinks of that? Let me just spend some more money. <laughs> uh, the window was installed into an interior wall in a room with no light exposure. Wow. That's ironic. Mm-hmm. So when Winchester died, all of her possessions, apart from the house, were bequeathed to her niece and a personal secretary. Her niece then took everything she wanted and sold the rest in a private auction. It supposedly took six trucks working eight hours a day for six weeks to remove all of the furniture from the home. And in an account disputed by Winchester's biographer, Miss Winchester made no mention of the mansion in her will, and appraisers considered the house worthless due to damage caused by the earthquake, the unfinished design, and the impractical nature of its construction. And it was sold at auction to a local investor for just over $135,000. Oh, my gosh. Right? Um, If only. mm Mm-hmm. And it was leased for 10 years to John and Mame Brown, who eventually purchased the house. Following them buying it, it it was bought by another person after them. Mm -hmm. And then it was turned into the Winchester Mystery House, like Uh, the tourist attraction. Um. Like, they owned it, but they didn't, like, maintain it, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. The Browns. The Yeah. So among the secrets Sarah took to her grave about mm-hmm. the house uh, was why she insisted that so many things relate to the number 13. Um, the Winchester house has many 13-pane windows, a 13-paneled ceilings as well, as well as 13-step stairways, which stairways are usually even numbers. Mm. Even her will had 13 parts. 
Oh, my goodness. Yeah. She, and she signed it 13 times. So she has a little bit of OCD. Just, just a little bit. I feel that. <laughs> but um, the, the, the I'm, I don't want to say icing on the cake because I just the said pinnacle. that. But the icing on the cake. <laughs> I have cake on the brain. Literally, guys, all I've eaten today is two cupcakes. I'm doing really good. Having a solid diet over here. Um, what was I talking? Oh, is the house's 13th bathroom, which contains 13 windows of its own. Jeez, how big does it have to be? <laughs> or how tiny are the windows? <laughs> you just imagine the ten, 13 of little tiny porthole oh things. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> From the outside, it'd be like, what, what the, the fuck? <laughs> Um, so in February, 1923, five months after Winchester's death, Mm -hmm. the house was open to the public with Mame Brown serving as the first tour guide. Aww. Um, okay. So did I mention that there's 52 skylights? Have I said that? Okay. Mm -hmm. So here's a little bit more. It's 24,000 square feet house. Okay. Um, 10,000 windows. Mm -hmm. Did I say that? I think so. Okay. Um, 52 skylights. I just really need to, like, drive home that point. Yeah. 52. Um, and six kitchens. Jeez. Right? So, built at a price tag of $5 million in 1923, or $71 million today, <laughs> one opens to a sheer 15, one, oh, one, skylight? one, no, one door. Oh. Opens to a 15-foot drop. Into an outdoor garden. Ooh, if you put like a rope ladder or a slide. (laughs) There you go. If you step through another door, you will land eight feet below into a kitchen sink. That one's not so cool. No. Some of the staircases in the home are truly peculiar. Instead of taking you to another floor, they lead you right into the ceiling. There is a vast network of secret passages twisting throughout the property. One cabinet door opens to a hive of 30 additional rooms. Oh, geez. I just... Like, you gotta go through the cabinet to get to that part of the house. Yeah, I just really needed to, like... I know we already talked about the weirdness of this house, but I really just needed to circle back and talk about more of the weirdness of this fucking house, okay? I love it. Okay, good. Um... Many visitors are fascinated by the vast collection of windows because, again, there's 10,000 of them. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if you had to replace any of them? Oh, God, no. I could not. That would be a fucking disaster. Some of them are actually inside, so they probably don't have any damage. Mm -hmm. Like, just you, you look through the window and you just see the wall. Yeah, or another room or someone's bedroom. It's kind of weird. So when they were cleaning out the house, mm-hmm. when after she died, one mover told American Weekly that the Winchester house was, quote, where downstairs leads to neither to the cellar nor upstairs to the roof. Mm. Which I mean. All right. So some people think mm-hmm. that she created this labyrinth to escape the ghost. Uh-huh. Um, and like she. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? She's the only one that really, like, knew the house. Mm-hmm. So, like, if she was the only one that knew it, then nobody else could get in it, you yeah. know? Yeah. 
Um, however, some people also say that the symbols in the house point to not ghosts, but Francis Bacon. And Bacon. Bacon. Um, it's an alternate theory on the Winchester house. It's basically declaring that Sarah was creating a puzzle full of encryptions inspired by the work of an English philosopher, Francis Bacon. There's speculation that clues to the house's true meaning are hidden in the ballroom, the Shakespeare windows, and the iron gates. This theory suggests that Sarah was a member of a mystic society like the Rosicrucians or a secret society like the Freemasons, or possibly both, which I could kind of see some Freemasons popping up to this joint. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there are, uh, there are other theories, including that Sarah was crazy. Um, just simply. Yeah. Others speculate Sarah was coping with her grief with like a, like a flurry of activity Mm -hmm. or that she was simply, you know, not with it anymore. Um, however, Winchester Mystery House historian Janan Boheme paints a happier picture, imagining that the continual renovations reminded Sarah of the good times when she, William, had built their house in New Haven together. But, like, there comes a time. Yeah. I mean, I could see it, like, she started it to remind herself of that, but then she was also, like, super grieving and depressed and all of that so she just like didn't want to stop yeah yeah i get that and she's like what very hot. whatever it takes to to keep, keep going them, to keep that alive or yeah, you know yeah. whatever so. yeah um so like she's painted as like this really reclusive person alone um however no, I'm sorry. Like, all alone, there is only one known photo of the window. Of the widow? Mm-hmm. Not the window. There's 10,000 of those. Um, <laughs> though she was reclusive, she was never alone. She had 18 servants, 18 gar- gardeners, the ever-present construction team working on the grounds, and every morning Sarah met with the foreman to discuss the always-involving building plans. And it was said that each night she visited the seance room because this bitch had a seance room, Sierra. I mean, with so many, you could pick one for everything. So Basically. Um, so, speaking of the seance room, <laughs> if there's a seance room, if, if there is a seance room, you know that there's going to be some fucking ghost. So, a number of employees and a few visitors claim to have crossed paths with Clyde, a mustache man sometimes seen pushing a wheelbarrow in the basement mm-hmm. um, or trying to repair the fireplace in the ballroom, you know, the, the ballroom that's finished, not the unfinished. Mm, okay, gotcha. Um, he's been described to management roughly like this, quote, We really liked the actor who was repairing the ballroom fireplace, wearing white overalls and a Victorian boater hat. (laughs) And the first time the management heard that, they were like, what? Do you know of a guy? Do you (laughs) know of a guy? (laughs) Then there are um, the ever-present gentle tugs of skirts or shirts Mm -hmm. during tours and the report of a longtime maintenance worker, Denny. He says one one morning after entering the water tower, he heard the patter of footsteps above. He ascended to let the trespasser know that the three-story structure was off limits, uh, but the footsteps seemed to 
be like one step ahead of him mm-hmm. and one floor above him like constantly oh uh, yeah he searched um his search finally ended on the roof with no one in sight which no not unsettling at all no so several years ago a man working on one of the many restoration projects in the mansion started his day early in a section with several fireplaces known as the hall of fires i want that in our house the hall of fires what what yeah i don't know that's just so interesting so the house was dead quiet before tours got underway and he was working on a ladder when he felt someone tap him on the back he turned to ask what the person wanted and no one was there just you know casual ghost stuff classic yeah Reassuring himself that he had just imagined the sensation, he went back to work, only to experience what he felt like someone pushing against his back. Mm -hmm. And that was enough. He hurried down the ladder, crossed the estate, and started on another project. Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) While you're on a ladder. Yeah. (laughs) He said that he figured someone didn't want him working in the Hall of Fires that day. Yeah. (laughs) That's okay. I'll come back another day. I'll come back. That's totally fine. Um... So next we have a tour guide named Samantha. She recently led visitors to the room of the Daisy bedroom, which Mm -hmm. was like Sarah's favorite bedroom. um, And the one that she was trapped in during the quake. Samantha was about to be in her spiel when a very clear sigh came from the small like hallway outside of the bedroom door. Thinking that one of the guests had like fallen behind, Samantha turned to call to the person. Mm Mm-hmm. And then as her eyes adjusted into the, you know, darker hallway, um, she did see something. The form of a small, dark person slowly, slowly emerged, gliding around the corner. Samantha quickly stepped around the corner and again saw nothing but heard yet another sigh. She felt sure it was a tiny form of Sarah Winchester herself, perhaps peeved to find people in her favorite bedroom. Mm. <laughs> um so this, like I just wanted to be alone and you guys are in here. Yeah, basically. Um so this place has basically been visited by every ghost hunter, spiritualist, mm-hmm. debunker known. Like in nineteen twenty four, Houdini fucking showed up. <laughs> Okay? Yeah. Because, like, Houdini is, like, this huge, like, debunker of spiritualism and fakers and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, yeah, he he showed up and <laughs> was, like... He saw some ghosts. He, he said he felt that this place was one of the truest places he has ever been. Mm. Um, as says Zach Bagelbites from Ghost Adventures and um, a whole bunch of other people. But... Apparently, the most popular time to go, like the the time you're going to see some ghosties, mm-hmm. is Friday the thirteenth. Okay, well, thirteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Miss, it was Miss Winchester's favorite number, and every the every Friday the thirteenth, the bell tolls thirteen times on the thirteenth hour, mm. which is one p.m. Yeah, but like, when we going? <laughs> When's the next Friday the thirteenth? <laughs> the next Friday the thirteenth is May. 2022. All right. That seems like a good time. (laughs) (laughs) But that is the story of the Winchester Mystery House. 
And I would really like to go visit because it looks absolutely bonkers. I would like to go too. You need, when you look at the pictures later, like, it's crazy. I think, yeah. My mom would probably like to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, I'm going to look at it because it sounds crazy and it sounds awesome at the same time. There's pictures of the wheelbarrow guy Mm because they had the pictures of like when he was actually like a member. Oh, okay. There's pictures of him too, which is really crazy because like the people are like, oh yeah, that's the guy I saw working on the house. Mm -hmm. Like, what? We did a ghost tour when we were in Gatlinburg this past weekend, Mm y'all. Okay, we didn't see any ghosts, which I was kind of bummed about, but I mean, it is what it is. But we did have the world's best tour guide. We did. His name was Alistair. And what is it? Ghost Walk Gatlinburg? Yeah. Ghost Walk Gatlinburg. Guys, get Alistair. He is literally the best person I've ever met. And I hate people. Um, He is so funny. He is working on his drag persona. He is going to hike the Appalachian Trail. Um, What else is there? Um, He's just, he used to be a magician. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, y'all, this man was so interesting. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. And he, was, and he was a really good storyteller. And he was a very good storyteller. Because usually I get bored with that kind of shit, but mm-hmm. it, was, it was very interesting. And he kept it moving so you were never, like, in one spot for too long or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So. Alistair, what a hoot and a half, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Sierra, plug all of the things. All right. Um... <laughs> I don't know why this is so hard to start every, like every other time. Okay, guys. If you if you want if you like the shit show of an episode where we're both in very interesting moods, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Paranorm Podcast. Sierra, say the rest of the shit. All right. Anyway, so Auden, yeah, you said that. Okay. So, um, uh, okay. Um, now you like ruined my like my flow, but that's all right. Okay. Um, I ruined her flow, guys. <laughs> um, we're not plugging anything. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> I'm done. We're done. <laughs> Say goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>